back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And we haven't done this in quite a few weeks. It kind of feels weird. It does feel weird. (laughs) I had like a nightmare that I had to, not like a nightmare, but like I had a dream that I needed to fly back from where we were on our trip so we could record this episode. And I was, I woke up and I was like, how are we going to do that? Oh, oh, wait, it's already in the can. Like, we're done. Oh, <laughs> you were, like, recorded. stressed for the future? Yeah, and, it, like, I didn't know what day it was. I was oh on island God. time, and it just was – it was just Wonderful. Weird. It was weirdly <laughs> wonderful, yeah, to have yeah. that stress that, like, nah, bitch, you're on vacation. <laughs> I – Rachel went to Hawaii <laughs> oh, so nice. for a week. Yeah. I went to Vegas, and I also had that feeling of, like, Weird. I felt like I had something I needed to do, yeah. but I had to keep reminding myself that, like... It was already done. I had... Yeah, we had, one, already recorded, two, I edited and did everything before I even left for the trip. <sighs> so nice. Yeah. So, but it just felt like I felt incomplete. Right? Like, I felt like I needed to be <laughs> editing something. <laughs> it was... I needed to be researching. Yeah, I needed to be writing exactly. notes on something. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I finally turned a corner on this podcast where it's no longer stressful to, oh, like, good. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Like it's fun. It's mm-hmm. turning into... To like excitement and joy because <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard the yeah. work and the research that yes. goes into it it's a it's just a lot of your time yeah being delegated to something that's like a side project and you don't really exactly. think about how much energy goes into that oh my god but the fact that we're both like oh, i got something to do like <laughs> yeah that means that we both like truly we're both care. enjoying it we yeah. care about it yeah which Sorry. is good because mm-hmm. if one of us didn't care that would be Oh, that. guys, this would be like I said last week. <laughs> I named the episode when I finish an edit, I call it the final one. And I was telling Rachel on my desktop, episode nine finale. The finale. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we're, we're done? We're, we can't be done. So this would be episode 10 finale if one of us wasn't <laughs> in it to win it. No, no, I know, right? Yeah, but, but we're, we're both, both in it. We're both in it and we are both ready to fucking win it. That's right. We want all your ears. We want all your attention. Give us every ear all out there. <laughs> Bring all the ears. All the timers, all the ears. All the timers, all the ears. <laughs> so I just look forward to seeing what you're going to name each episode. Oh, my God. I know. I stopped oh. asking you. <laughs> I'm just like, I There's know what it's going to be. Now. Oh, God. I love it. I, I love know. it so much. And, and I like that it, it doesn't have like that like scary no man murders wife in closet it's just like no i don't want you guys to be discouraged it's just not ashley i want to bring out the humor more than i want to bring out the scared yes i think it's okay yeah you can't hear it guys if you can fucking hear air it's because it's hot it's really hot in here (laughs) heat rises heat rises fucking science i don't know if you guys haven't heard but we record in my bedroom (laughs) record in a bedroom that's upstairs and uh heat rises we just discovered it's hot and the sun is setting like right there (laughs) sounds that i make (laughs) i'm so excited oh it's gonna be a good one this is gonna be a great episode excited for my story i'm pretty excited for mine too Ooh, yay okay all right so we're just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna jump in (laughs) oh Uh, my favorite joke oh my god yeah (laughs) seriously because truly we were on one (laughs) oh my god uh, that was amazing. And it wasn't like heat stroke. We were just tired. No, today will be a heat stroke episode. Yes. But we're refreshed. Right? Yeah. So good. Oh, that's what I was going to say. We went to, I went to Vegas. You went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And on the way to Vegas, which you guys are going to hear in episode <gasps> nine. Yes. Um, 
I passed through where all of my story happened. Oh, my God. It was interesting. That's so creepy. I know. I, got, I was just like <laughs> going through and I was like, this is Victor L. This is Barstow. Barstow didn't have to do with my story, but I was just thinking about but it. But it's so, nearby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's San a plot point for yeah. San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really a, I, I peed at McDonald's, I think in Victorville. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this that's, that's it. That's where the crime happened. That's where it happened. But it actually happened, I think, in San Bernardino. But still. But still. Guys. Same difference, guys. Same diff. It's like when you go to Tokyo and you want to order a McDonald's sandwich, it tastes the exact same as when you're in the U.S. <gasps> That's true. Yeah. I did eat chicken McNuggets while I was in Australia. The McDonald's bathrooms, I mean, they're all set up the same. So it was as if you were in the actual bathroom where it... The room where it happened, the room where it happened. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. You like a I lot of show that's tunes. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah. In the next episode, sense. I think I sang a Rent song. <laughs> Yeah, it checks out. Checks out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So really, we are going to jump into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of keep the names of those in my story a secret just for a little bit because the crime is somewhat recent. And Ooh. I have a feeling that y'all are going to remember it mm-hmm. when I really start to get into it. Okay. But you might not know some of the details. Ooh, I love <clears throat> when I hear a story like Scott Peterson and all that shit. That was crazy. I like... D- you just know certain facts and then you hold on to those facts. But really, when you hear the story, you're like, wait, what happened? I know. I'm yeah. Really okay. They showed a picture of him recently in the news where it was just like, it's been over 10 years since his case happened. <laughs> do, really? do you Cocker Spaniel? Yeah. I hit it with my glasses. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I was kind of surprised. But yeah, it's been, I think it's been ten, like the 10 year anniversary of the Scott and Lacey Peterson. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Crime, time murder, really freaking thing. flies. It really does. You don't notice wow. it unless you're in prison. Then you probably notice it. <sighs> Every day counts. Don't murder people. <laughs> exactly. Won't, you won't get there. God damn it. So to begin, I give you Miss Lawn, L A U N E. Is how you spell her last name. Okay. She's really active. She's really kind and giving. But people know her for her athletic ability and as an avid runner, a sprinter. Actually, she is a gold medal winner a world champion finalist for the USA in 2011. She sprints the 100-meter races, and she competed, I think you say it like the 4 by 100 meter races. Like there's four people who all do 100 meters, and you pass the baton from one person to another. Got it. Um, That's where she won her gold medal. And uh, like I have terrible hand-eye coordination. You wouldn't want me on your team to like, here, Rachel, here's the baton. I would fumble it and drop it. it. It it's like the spirit stick. Like, it's just it's bad. Oh, the spirit stick. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, you don't want me to drop it. Just keep me out of the baton passing. Yeah. Like, I'm not Usain Bolt. I'm not going to help you win any gold medals. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so she works for the LA Unified School District, and she is a financial aid counselor for a private school in La Mirada. Hmm. She met a man, and she married him in 2003. They live in Hyde Park, LA. So it's like... Hmm. Kind of where the, like the forum is, like Hyde Park is here, the forum's here, and you can like see this, the Natural History mu- <laughs> Museum's over here. To your here. right, to your left, to your right. <laughs> Got it. Like there's places, USC's in that area. Like okay, that kind of gives us a map of where they are. Okay, so um, yeah, so they live there, and the man that she married is Michael. Mm. Michael is an actor. He's he's a good actor. He's in Law and Order. 
He's in The Shield. He plays a cop. We still love that show. And he was even in Forrest Gump as like a side character. He like shows up for like a little while, but you know who he is. And uh, he was even in Boogie Nights, another movie I love. Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? I'm going to be honest with you. I've only seen parts of Forrest Gump, and I've never seen Boogie Nights. How do you only see parts of the Forrest Gump? The disgrace will continue after The Matrix. I just... I'm not as against seeing Forrest Gump <laughs> as I am The Matrix. Oh. The signs haven't been given, but... Right. Yeah. Boogie Nights, I feel like my mom had it on VHS. Really? And I, was I like, would have totally snuck was to John watch Travolta that movie. No. That's a different one. That's that's Saturday Night Fever. Okay. That yeah. was what she had. No, Boogie Nights had the whole thing because, like, Mark Wahlberg has, like, this epically huge penis and, like, does all this porn. What? Yeah. But that's it's interesting. one of the funniest parts I mean, of I saw really naughty movies, but I never saw that one. Oh, yeah. No, I, I saw the, the naughty movies after. You're welcome, Mom and Dad. I, I did the good Continuing thing. Continuing to be the best child. <laughs> Literally, I'm number one, even though I'm the middle. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, how did that happen to me? Just things that just happened. (laughs) You became in the middle later in life. I did. Like 18 years later. Yeah, exactly. It it doesn't count, really. No, I was already. For your teen years. I was already awkward. (laughs) I didn't get awkward. Watching Boogie Nights. Right. It's totally fine. (laughs) So he's done a shit ton of recognizable films. So got it. You can look him up. Like literally everyone in LA. Yeah. It's hard to find someone that's not an actor. Right? I know. But I was surprised with the amount of work that this man had done. Because he's in, like, a lot of recognizable shit. Okay. So this actor is Michael Andrew Jace. And his wife, Miss Lon, is... Is that her name, Miss Lon? No. I just changed it so you didn't know what it was. Because that was her maiden name. Oh, okay. Her name is April Jace. And they're married. And they have two kids together. And Michael has a kid from a previous marriage, but more on that later. Okay. And everything seems hunky-dory. Everything's fine. Well, April Jace is still a really strong runner, even after they got married and after she had babies. And, like, it's her it's her passion. She won a freaking gold medal for the 100 meters. Like, she's very, very talented in what she does. And she's competing on a co-ed running team, but... Her husband, Michael, always had an insecure feeling that she was going to meet someone else on the team and leave him. So he just has this, like, twinge of insecurity that we all can get when we're all in relationships. Everyone Mm -hmm. always thinks that, you know, maybe their person thinks that the grass is greener on the other side Mm -hmm. and that they're going to just, like, pick up and go. But she wasn't really giving any of those signs. She was just, just busy and living. Yeah. So... He focused on that idea and he wouldn't let it go. Yes. But normally it's not a big thing. You can you can get past these like feelings of insecurities. Mm-hmm. You can talk them out with your spouse or partner or whatever. But with Michael, it turns out that he's got a past history of domestic violence. Plus, he's got money troubles, which is odd. I just don't understand. And with that later on top, as we know from previous episodes, money plus insecurity problems and your relationship is just bad news bears. Michael was married to his first wife, Jennifer Bitterman, in 96. They had a baby together, but that didn't mean that his violence like took a back seat. Uh, his friends and family of the couple had seen him be abusive to her, Jeez. and they knew that it just had to be worse behind closed doors. God. And it's documented that Michael choked and slammed Jennifer against the wall in front of their infant son, who was, like, screaming and crying at the time. Hmm. 
So Jennifer filed for divorce to leave this asshole in 97, but it wasn't finalized until 2002. I'm sure he was, like, dragging his feet because yeah. that's, like, five years. It sh- divorces shouldn't take that long. Oh, my God. So Michael married April in 2003, like, only a year later. Wow. And then he began a custody battle with Jennifer for their son in 2005. So with the divorce, the custody battle, the legal fees, the lawyers, plus however he spent his money, mm-hmm. Michael's debt started piling back up. Mm. Again, people – Get yourself an accountant, a personal banker. Just get help for fuck's sake. Can you just ask for help? It's 2019. There's people there to help you. (laughs) It's fine. It's acceptable. We just want you to land on your feet, okay? Just fucking ask for help. Get yourself an accountant. And get a a plane. I know, right? (laughs) Could they be any louder? Oh, my God. You hear everything in these mics, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2011, he declared Chapter 13 bankruptcy while having – he had $500,000 in debt. (gasps) What? Yeah, it's half a million dollars in debt. And his income was – $80,000 80000 from residuals and TV work and, like, the repeats of Which episodes. Which is, like, pretty good for not for acting. For not really acting. I mean, every time they show Forrest Gump on TV, he's getting money. Dude. It's always on TV. It's like the Shawshank Redemption. It really it's is. It's always on. Just watch it. I know you haven't seen Shawshank either. No. I saw that blank stare. I knew it. <laughs> saw the, I saw it. I saw the look I in I saw eyes. nothing. I saw nothing on those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen that oh, either. Oh, God. Shame on you. Maybe more like... um. Fuck. It's always on. <laughs> Accepted. Do you see that movie with Nick? I have. <laughs> I watch that one all the time. You just got it. your like. I don't know. I haven't had cable in so long. That's, even you know it? what? That's true. I'm not. Yeah. I know. We're about ready to get rid of our cable because I'm just like literally. I have you for Hulu. I have my brother for Netflix. And then I have you for cable. You have, you have me for – that's <laughs> true. Cable and HBO. Damn it, Rachel. Right? I, I give in to the pool, okay? I, I dip, but I also give. Yeah. Okay. We all that's – what, that's what fucking millennials do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're – We, we just trade share. logins. We trade logins and the same $20 from Venmo over and over again. Exactly. You just have to – That's how you know around. your friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Well – so not only did he have all that debt, but he later ended up defaulting on the mortgage in the home that they lived in. Yeah. So he was just he was just bad with money. Yikes. So Michael and April, they're texting each other and they're not happy good texts. And April tells him that she wants a divorce. I can't think of a better way to tell somebody you want a divorce other than texting them. A post-it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Wow. Um, she wasn't happy, and I'm sure as shit that she suffered from domestic abuse. Yeah. Like, how do you just turn it off? Yeah. You don't. So Michael was thinking that she was seeing somebody else. But for real, I have one kid, and she's a lot to juggle. Her schedule changes, like, by the week as she grows up. This woman has two kids. She works full-time. At that school district as a financial aid counselor. And she tries to keep up on her running and competes probably for her fucking sanity. Yeah. So when does she have time to see a new man? She doesn't. Let it go. That is one thing where it's like, it's all in your head. (laughs) Like, it is. You're crazy. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Well, it's May 19, 2014. Mm -hmm. And there are some heated texts that are being sent. they were married for a long time. They were married for 10 years, I want to say. That's a really long time. Yeah. 
by this time, his first kid is like 18 years old. So oh, like wow. that custody battle is like yeah, done yeah, and over. Done. He's an adult. And then he's got two other two other kids. Wow. So with okay. her. Yeah. So they're married for, for quite a while. Yeah. They're texting Sorry. each other. No, no, no. No worries. And uh, April says, quote, I don't want you throwing things and breaking th- things and screaming lies to the boys. I'm afraid to come home. So Michael texted her and told her that he wasn't home, but he was. Of course. And he was sitting there with a revolver in his hand. No. So Michael said he wanted to use the gun on himself, but he just couldn't do it. And then he said that when April got home, she just kept arguing with him. And with the kids, they're eight years old and five years old. And they're they're right there. Yeah. So he's arguing with April and he says that she lunged at him. He pushed her around, she spun, and he shot her in the back. And then, knowing that his wife is a prized athlete, he shot her in each knee. (gasps) They say it's because he wanted her to feel pain. (laughs) It's awful. Oh, my God. The boys saw what happened. Yeah. They heard and they saw what really happened. They came home, and then their dad shot their mom in the back. There was no altercation. As soon as she got home, he shot her in the back. And then he taunted her before shooting her in the knees, saying, you like to run so much. Why don't you try running to heaven? (gasps) And then he shot her in the knees. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I literally gasped when I read that because I didn't know that part. Yeah. I've actually never heard this story. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just remember when he was arrested, I was just like, wait a minute. He looks familiar because Mike and I used to always watch The Shield. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't heard this at all. Oh, my God. So Michael called 911. He told him, I shot my wife. And then he texted April's parents telling them, come to the house. I shot April. What? He, I know. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. It turns out that he just wanted her parents to come get the kids when the parents were due to, or when the police were due to arrive. Yeah. And April's dad had called 911 once he got the text message, but still got in his car and like drove over to the house to go collect the kids. Yeah. So it was like 2 a.m. So technically it's May 20th. Ugh. And Michael was arrested and charged with the murder of his wife. His defense team said it was an accident and he shouldn't be charged with first degree premeditated murder because he was going to commit suicide. But that's his defense team trying to build yeah, a story yeah. and seeing what's, you know make it seem like oh it wasn't so bad and because he blamed it on the heated altercation with april like april made him use the gun on her because she was so upset she lunged at him which didn't happen and that revolver takes again a few pounds of pressure to like pull the trigger and for him to accidentally shoot her three times is just like it's just no we're just gonna take that and throw that out the window and he also said that he wanted his wife to try running to heaven. So that doesn't really seem like a, an accident. And his eight-year-old yeah. testified about the heaven comment. So that's how you know. It's, Shit. Yeah. To do that in front of your own kids. It's, it's just evil. a new level of like. It's so evil. Evil. It's just so evil. So detectives were able to get into April's phone. They actually were trying to hold off. Um like prosecution a little while until they got April's phone's password cracked so they can get in because his text messages are all bumbled and delete like deleted and they just didn't make sense but when you look at April's phone she's got the full conversations (sighs) of what really went on so his own words were used against him in court because the jury was able to look at these text messages oh my god yeah so So they were able he did that he started deleting yeah yeah 
Ugh. Right? So his trial was short. And I think it was like barely even a week long God. after all that wow. very obvious evidence. Yeah. And he was convicted of second degree murder. It's not first degree because somehow they managed to get Ugh. it down to it wasn't premeditated, blah, 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 even though it was. Whatever. So he was convicted of second degree, second degree murder. And he is currently serving a sentence of 40 years to life in prison. How old was how old was uh, he is probably in his 50s, I want to say. So hopefully he serves at least 40 years. So he'd be like in his yeah. late 80s. And then eligible 90. for parole. And then his family's going to fight to keep you in there. His sons are going to fight to he keep him in there. He doesn't die before that. I mean, hopefully he does. <gasps> Isn't wow. that insane? <laughs> Cray. But I am so interested in your story. The fact that you're really excited. I'm like, really excited. Okay, you probably have heard this one. So this story was it's been on a few podcasts. Oh, okay. This is the story of Brian Barrett. Okay. Okay. So as I was researching this story, I found an a, a TV movie of it and it was on YouTube. So it's called Tall Hot Blonde, and I recommend everyone go and find it on YouTube. Really? Courtney Cox is even in it. What? Yeah. It was actually, it was pretty good. Like, it was like a Lifetime movie. Does she have short hair or long hair? Long hair. Oh, I wonder how, that's like a mid-range Courtney Cox. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. She like, super like short hair in the 90s. Cougar Town time. So, Tall Hot Blonde. Tall Hot Blonde. Courtney Cox. Go see it on YouTube. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> um, so if you are true crime whatever you want to call us, obsessed people. Um, you may know this story. It was honestly like I was floored when I heard this story for the first time. And then when I'm I was trying to remember it, I know when you, maybe when I dive into this, you'll be like, Oh yeah. But um, if you're not, if you're new to this world due to um, our friends and family joining us, because you want to support us, this will be a shocking story. Oh my God. Okay. So we're going to start this story with a man named Thomas Montgomery. Thomas is 46, married to Cindy with two daughters. He has worked at a local factory in Buffalo for 12 years. His coworkers say that he's a little awkward, but most people at his church and, and his neighbors say that he's just a really nice guy. Thomas, as a side note, okay, and I even wrote this. <laughs> I kept saying important, but I wrote out impotent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is totally off the well, off topic. There's somebody holding up a sign that says, "If uh, if pregnancy is God's will, then so is impotence." Like, I'm not paying for your Viagra. It shouldn't be for something real. that we yeah. should pay for. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you soft dicks. Oh my God. <laughs> if they stop funding fucking shit, like we would have things. <laughs> Oh my god, no. This is I know this is not a political podcast, but (laughs) but I've been dealing with so much shit for birth control. Oh my god. Like I had the IUD, I got taken out. I had the next planot, I just got it taken out. And now I'm gonna cleanse and then start something new. Yeah. But literally, if women were in charge of fucking funding, we wouldn't have we would already have cured endometriosis. Jesus. Periods would be less painful and less bloody. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck would happen. This miracles would But happen. men like fucking Thomas I know. are impotent and they get fucking pills from the government. <laughs> no problem. Like Their insurance hey, fucking covers it. <sighs> no, it shouldn't. It should not. God damn it. God damn it. So anyways. 
<laughs> Thomas impotent was impotent. <laughs> so his marriage was kind of crumbling. Like he, sex is important, and he was just feeling very emasculated. So Thomas would have monthly poker games with his friends that he looked forward to every month because he was really involved with his kids and he didn't have anything else to look forward to. No, he wasn't getting hard anytime soon. (laughs) So we're laid. Both. Both. (laughs) So he had these these monthly poker nights and he really, really enjoyed them. So one night when he was there, he... So he mentions to the guys, I really like hanging out with you guys. Like, every month, this is so fun. I look forward to it every month. And they were like, hey, actually, we usually go on this website called Pogo almost every night. You should join us on there and play poker. That's how we kind of chat and hang out in between these, like, poker nights. Cool. So Thomas goes on there, and he makes a screen name. And his screen name is Marine Sniper. Ooh. He was a Marine when he was younger. And he was... (laughs) <laughs> and he was proud of that time in his life. Thomas starts to play poker with his friends on the website until one night he finds himself in a teen chat room. Ew. And like, can we just like, oh, I just oh stumbled God, in here. Stumbled into a teen chat room. Yeah, like you are Which, opening a literal I don't know. door. I feel like this website wasn't just poker, but because why would teens have their own chat room? I feel like it was other. It's just games in general. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. It was just like a place for people to play games. So he basically went to a chat room where everyone's playing solitaire or Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that? Snoods. Did you ever play Snoods? But no. that wasn't. Oh, my friend was from New York. Hey, Jen. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, she had... She had brought – I feel like I was influenced a lot from her when she – because I met her in high school. But um, she would play this game on her computer, and I, like, became fucking obsessed. <laughs> like, we would all take turns. But it was, like – it was, like, a Bejeweled today. Oh, okay. Or that's Bejeweled, right? Where you yeah. hit the thing, and you have to get three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the original. But anyways, yeah. Nice. Maybe they were playing fucking Bejeweled. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They were 18 or teens. <laughs> Could have been 13. But he's in the teen chat room. And he gets a private sexual message. No, it's not sexual. But her name is Tall Hot Blonde. I mean, that's sexual enough. It's sexual. She knows what she's doing with her right? screen now. <laughs> so Tall Hot Blonde, her real name is Jessie. And Jessie is 18, just looking to meet new people on the website. And Thomas takes on the name Tommy. Oh. And pretends he is also 18. Because, of course, an 18-year-old wouldn't talk to a fucking 46-year-old <gasps> And oh. he was fully aware of the show To Catch a Predator. And knew if he confessed his real age, he might be a part of a sting. And he didn't want that either. Oh, my God. So, the first night, he starts talking to Jesse. She immediately sends provocative photos to him of her in a bikini and other compromising photos. Ooh. Very saucy. (laughs) So um, he immediately, of course, is like, I'm going to continue this conversation. Heck yes. Heck yes. So this is in May 2005, and we had already started the war in Iraq. So Thomas decides to use his old Marine photos from when he was actually 18 and in the Marines and to pretend to be a Marine in 2005. What a sick fuck. Yeah. So he plays the part well, and Jesse is so down for a Marine. And again, must I say anything further about my 18-year-old relationship with the Marine? But same. (laughs) 
I, guys, I have more stories. I promise one day will come out, but not today because, <laughs> uh, yeah. So as time goes on, Jesse tells Tommy that she is a softball player, a senior in high school, and lives in West Virginia. So for Thomas, this is harmless in his eyes. And in his words, I kept thinking, well, we're never going to meet. I'll just play games with her. Okay. Like, okay. Cool, bro. Awesome. <laughs> Keeping a trash person. Yay. Um, so he also uses manipulation to get her to feel for him. And again, I know I have exhausted this boyfriend when I was 18. <laughs> but I just wanted to dive into this because it really plays a role and into this story. And I wanted to discuss this podcast that I listened to last week. So I never really saw my 18-year-old relationship. Like, I had had a mentally abusive boyfriend when I was, like, 21, Mm -hmm. 21, 22. So I always, in my mind, knew that that occurred. But it never occurred to me that the boyfriend I had when I was 18 did. Was the same person? Yes. Basically. Like, I had always thought, like, oh, I made good decisions till then. Which, I mean, obviously I didn't. I was dating a guy that lived in another state and I met on AOL and some messenger. (laughs) But this is not the point of the story. Um, so I started maybe because I was 18 and I was really young, but I started thinking, so, okay, this podcast was called or is called something was wrong. It is the story of a girl who was completely manipulated by a man and he used so many tactics and I won't spoil it because you guys should really go listen to it. It's a girl interviewing her friend and It's just a really, I don't know, I felt really, if any of you have been in abusive relationships, I felt healed by the end of it. Like, I felt like I had had a breakthrough. So. You found closure? Yes, I did. something you never knew you needed? Yeah. So she has a voicemail on the show and one of the listeners called in and said, um, it's so crazy. I was listening to this podcast and um, one of my boyfriends would always um, threatening me saying they were going to commit suicide and that was their way of controlling me. Right. And it had never, ever occurred to me that my ex did that to me, but it like, it was like lightning struck when she said that. And the boyfriend that I had when I was younger, he would always call me when I was 16 or 17, when we initially, it was like maybe a couple of months into dating, when he would see that I was on MySpace talking to other people mm-hmm. or other men, men, which boys, <laughs> boys, <laughs> boys, or if I wouldn't respond to text messages or answer his calls, he would immediately tell me he took a bunch of NyQuil and wanted to kill himself. And it would be a way to control me. And I never saw it that way. I always just felt super like bad for him or I would it would always affect me because right. I would feel incredibly depressed and I don't know that anyone at that age could deal with that type of like I wasn't what's the word like I wasn't not educated but I wasn't it's like that the mental capacity doesn't, yeah exactly doesn't kick in. exactly like at 16 I didn't have mental capacity to deal with someone that was telling me they wanted to commit suicide no I had a girlfriend that told me the same thing in high school. And I remember crying on the phone for six hours, just like begging and pleading for her life. And at the very end, she's like, I, really, I wasn't going to fucking do it. I'm like, I fucking hate you. Like, yeah, like, I what? cried and I was what? just like, yeah, exactly. I wanted to find them help. I like, I was about to get, I like got my parents involved. They were wondering why I was so emotional. And I yeah. was just like, I really like love this person. I think that they're like totally capable of doing great things. And then at the very end of it, she like 
was just like, I'm not going to fucking do it. I just want to see what you were going to do. What? Yeah. And then I wanted to fucking murder her. Be yeah. like, this is what you get. Well, <laughs> Rachel could have been a story on here. I could have been, but, but I didn't. I just sat back just, and cried my tears. That's so fucking interesting. It's worse when you're in an actual relationship well, yeah, with yeah, but like, what does that mean for us? Like, we're just people that like, I don't. Like we're just, a, I don't know. It, we're just open-hearted kind yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. We like give people time when they say that they need it. Yeah. That's, anyways. It's just not fair. No. It's not fair no. for somebody to it's pull fucking that stupid. mind fuckery But my dad always talks about him and always says, oh, the boyfriend that always said he was going to kill himself. Oh, my God. And I never, <sighs> like, that never... It never clicked when you were no. younger at that and time. And even my dad saying that, still, it didn't click until that girl said that. That's like weird. it was as if it was just a thing that happened that he would do instead of it being like yeah and I don't even remember going to my parents about it like I must have been really upset one night yeah and told my dad yeah and he remembers that yeah that's it, it's just and he put him in that category so yeah like he'll always remember him exactly it's so weird oh my gosh well Anyways. I'm glad that you felt something at the end of it yes. where it was just like this isn't just me. Yeah. And I didn't do anything no. wrong. Yeah. But it's I, just it this affected person. me more than I think I ever gave it value. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sense. give it anything. Like I just thought it was something that occurred in that relationship and that was it. Right. But it obviously, like, what the fuck? It's a trick. Yeah. It's a mind fact. It's such a mind trick. It's so, it's just another evil, evil, it's an evil level. Yeah. It's an evil. <laughs> Ooh, it's a fucking oh, evil. evil. God, he's fucking evil. God. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I promise I will curb. It's just too relevant in this story. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You have to bring that up, especially when it touches you in that personal sense. Yeah. Where you feel no, it. Like, like you can feel the heat growing in your chest where it's just like, yeah, yeah. I know what this feels like. Yeah, and Ugh. I just didn't I, – I didn't realize how impactful it was. Oddly, this podcast, like, something went wrong, like, changed – I don't even know. It, like, fucking woke me up. Like, it was so crazy. I need to hear it. It was just – That's bananas. It's so I – I don't know if it resonates with everyone, but it was just – it was so crazy. I feel like I'm spending our entire episode. No, this no, episode. this I'm totally but, like, yeah, thank goodness that you had you this. Just, yeah, like you don't helpful, insightful, yeah, message. Just oh, it's it like yeah. It oh just, my god, sometimes things just click, and they I, say that in yoga all the time. Like, if it doesn't make sense, if whatever I'm saying doesn't make sense, just leave it where it is. But sometimes even after like five years of doing the same poses, yeah. for some reason, when someone directs an action, you're like, oh, my God, that's what you meant this whole time. Yeah. You don't get it until you fucking years later. Yeah. Years. That's oh, my funny. God. It's like turn your leg towards the and it's just like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like you can hear the same thing over and over and over again mm -hmm. for years, but until your brain is ready to hear it yeah. or that, or that pathway is mm -hmm. being dug in your brain, yeah. you don't actually know what's being said to you yeah. until it just, it's got to click in your own brain. I know. And I feel like recently that happened. Well, I'm fucking happy for you because that's you. amazing. And I didn't even realize in this story that this was going to happen. Like these are two separate events, but when I was reading but this they story, correlate. yeah, they correlated. So um, back to the story, he would um, – so he would say that his mom didn't love him 
as a child and he felt very suicidal due to her not loving him. And then he would tell Jesse that he felt that way. She would freak out. Then he would build Jesse up by saying she loves him unlike anyone else. And he wouldn't know what to do if they ever ended. So trapping her, just like putting that pressure on her, which like, um, which, which that guy would do to me too. Mm -hmm. And it was like an overwhelming feeling of feeling incredibly special. Yes. But at the same time, a panic that like, if you, now you have a sense of responsibility. And that's not okay. And like, imagine this girl's 18 years old. Yeah. And he knows better. Yeah, exactly. Garbage human. I know. So Tommy started to become Thomas's alter ego. So when I talk about Tommy now at this point, it's like Tommy, the 18 year old, he's pretending to be and Thomas is the the 46. Yes, exactly. So Tommy was a six feet tall, redheaded, broad shouldered muscles for days kind of guy. Oh, goodness. Swoon. Swoon. He's like Archie from um, (laughs) the Betty and Archie comics. Yeah. But what is a, a Riverdale? Oh, okay. Have they've... you seen the new Archie? No. No, I need to. You know what's hilarious? No, but have you seen who he is? No. Okay, I'm going to show you really quick. Okay, well, while, while you're looking this yeah. up, hilariously. So when I would go to the dentist when I was like in elementary school, after I was done with my checkup and everyone looked at my braces and said that they were nice and clean, <laughs> um, I got to go in the – even this was probably before then – but I got to go in the in the treasure chest that they had for kids and you open it up and there's like a shit – ton of goodies it's like toys ring pops yeah stickers bubbles whatever well they had this one betty and veronica comic book and i had never seen it before and i was like this is what i want and my mom's like you're kidding me i was like i'm serious this is what because i just I, I read all the time and it just blew my mind that there was a comic book in this treasure chest shut the fuck up <laughs> is he not the hottest fucking human you've ever seen and he's a ginger Yes. <laughs> He's fucking Archie. Oh, my God. I think God. he dyes her extra red for the show, of course. He's, he must. But. Because he ain't dying those eyebrows. Like, come but on. Good Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Way to go. Tommy was Archie from Riverdale. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and Thomas wanted to start looking like Tommy. So oh. it was completely consuming his life. So he started running and doing tons of like bodybuilding just so he would start getting the muscles that he thought Tommy had. Taking that protein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so instant messages that were recovered on Thomas's computer show that the relationship that he had been in with Jesse had become completely consuming, not only in his physical attributes, but he he said that the world that he had created with Tommy had become more of a real world than his own real life. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he got obsessed. He was obsessed. And that feeling was apparently mutual. And Jesse and Tommy started exchanging gifts, phone calls, and love letters. And one thing that – or uh, something that Jesse wrote to Tommy, I love you always and forever, Tommy. I have never felt this way, was one of the letters. Wow. And um, then they started having virtual sex, a.k.a. sexting, before sexting was real. Oh, my goodness. There was virtual sex going on in there between her and Tommy, he said. While Thomas said the virtual sex – made him feel kind of dirty. He was in too deep to sever ties with her. If I was smart, I would have just ended it, 
but it was like a drug and I needed it every day. But she's 18. So technically it's legal. Technically it's fine. But she was in high school. Okay. So it's kind of like. It's not. It is like in the like eyes, it is in the eyes of the law. It was legal, but it's not like she's gonna fucking buy my prom ticket. <laughs> like there's a cap even on prom dates. Yeah. <laughs> like he is fucking old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it had been about a year that they had been chatting, and Thomas started to lose his mind. His reality was no longer like. He was not grounded. And on January 2nd, he wrote this note to himself and kept it at work. On January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceased to exist and is replaced by 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. Like, uh, uh, (laughs) who are you talking to, bro? (laughs) What a fucking nut. So your supervisor is going to read that. <laughs> like for real. Can. And Thomas was just what? like fully ready to kill off Thomas. Oh <laughs> Tommy my. was like taking over and Tommy was going to be like Thomas who. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. That nut job. I know. So one I of the don't night- remember this at all. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, cool. I'm so glad. Oh my gosh. This was like one of my favorite stories. I don't know. So one of the nights while they were playing poker, him and his friends on the website, Jesse decides to join in because Thomas had been talking about his friends so much. She's like, oh, you guys are playing a game. I'm going to join in. Thomas freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Tells her to leave. And she's like, why are you so mad? And he's like, I just... You, you just don't play in there. Like, these are just me and my friends. And she's like, okay. So Tommy basically told her to stop. But Thomas was fucking scared that she was about to, like, blow everything, right? Right. Because he had created this whole world and Jesse needed to – he needed to continue that world. Mm-hmm. As mentioned before, Jesse and Tommy started sending gifts to one another. So Jesse sends him a package, which was to his family home. So I don't know what lie he told her. Like, maybe he was like, I'm off at the barracks and just send it to my dad or whatever. Right. I don't know. But she sends him a pair of worn underwear. Oh. <gasps> And he is, like, so fucking stoked on oh this gift, right, that he proposes to Jesse. <gasps> yeah. He figured, why not? It's all fake. Uh, mm-hmm. Those underwear were fake? Those underwear were used. Come on. DNA, bitch. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Do you know in Tokyo that you can, like, go to vending machines for used underwear if, like, you're that type of, like, person that enjoys that? That is fascinating. <sighs> Also, I was just talking to my friend about it over the weekend, and he was like, I wish women were just as fucking disgusting as men. They are. You think that you could, like, men, we would, I wouldn't buy someone's used boxers. No, but there are women who would. You think? Yes. Oh. Yes. 1,000%. Because I would, if it wasn't my DNA, if there was a way I could do it without putting my DNA on underwear, I would do it. There's nothing they can do with your DNA. Plant it. We, you didn't do anything. Rachel, yeah. what are they going to do? Plant it in what? Wyoming? And you're like, I've literally I was recording know. a podcast that night. I'm not in Wyoming. I just, this person I, just sent me $75 for a pair of my underwear. Okay. I guess there's a trail. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Women are gross. I'm just going to say that too. Yeah, some women are gross. If you listened <laughs> to episode nine, I want to know if you're going to buy a pair of men's sweaty ball boxers. <laughs> I want to know. Um, yeah, write us in. 
or if you want our underwear. Yeah, right in. <laughs> we are ready and willing. <laughs> They're like, I want to know what you were wearing on episode nine. <laughs> you got it. I'll send a photo. Ten dollars. Got it. Um, Sponsorship. Who needs it? Who needs it? <laughs> Who needs ads <laughs> when you've got used undies? Right. <laughs> Fruit of the Loom. Right. Sponsor us. <laughs> oh okay. My so he proposes. He thinks it's just all fake in a game. So Thomas decides during this time, because Tommy is in Iraq, that he is starting to feel a little guilty because he's not talking to her as consistently because he's playing the storyline. Right. And after proposing, he pretends to be his own father and tells Jesse this relationship has to end. He had regrets over the proposal and thought she will move on. She'll find love somewhere else. This breakup literally lasts two seconds. Like, it's nothing. But, okay, that's like when you were little and you're like, no, my mom says that I can't come over. Yeah. <laughs> After you're like, mom, tell him that I can't. Just tell him, Just no. tell him that I can't. I don't want to go. go. <laughs> literally what he did. <laughs> Um, he, they're using the family computer. So one day his daughter is using the family computer and gets a message from Jesse and the daughter starts to look into the message and then see some other stuff. And she's like, mom, I have something to show you. Oh God. So Cindy Thomas's wife is one badass motherfucker and snoops hard on that computer and finds pictures of Jesse. She finds love letters and she finds the underwear that she sent. Oh. And girl is pissed. Yeah. Uh, but also yeah. completely worried about an 18-year-old talking to her fucking 46-year-old creep of a husband. Yeah. So what does Cindy do? Cindy sends Jesse a letter. A letter with a note and a photo. The photo of their entire family. <gasps> and she writes, Jesse, enclosed you will find a picture of my family. The man in the center is Tom, my husband. Oh there my is no Tommy. He is taking advantage of you. You need to be much more cautious with your safety. You will only be hurt by the man who has mastered manipulation and lies. Do not trust words on a computer. Right. Just like momming the fuck out of her. Right. Like, girl. Like, no. Stop touching Stop touching to this fucking party. <laughs> Not even like, my fucking husband's such a dick. It's just like, like, I need to protect this girl. Yes. Like, that's what she's mostly worried about, which I is feel like good about so that. noble. It's very noble. Yeah. So she puts her own shit aside for someone else's safety. Like, yeah. that's fucking noble. I know. So Jesse is completely fucking grossed out by this information. Oh, my God. She immediately sends Thomas a text that says, I fucking hate you. She didn't say that. I said that. But she said she hated him. <laughs> and that she should be put in jail for this. Yeah. Which, like, again, in legal eyes, it's not bad. But, like, but the principle. Mentally abusive-wise, yeah. Mentally abusive and be, disgusting yeah. and what a pig. Yeah. So – Thomas, his entire, like, fictional world is blowing up. And Thomas, the married father of two, is relieved that the secret is over. Like, he's, like, relieved. And Tommy, the guy living the best fucking life, is furious. Jesse decides to confirm this information. And Thomas had talk about, talked about his friend Brian from work a lot. And Brian had actually brought up... Uh, tall, hot, blonde, that one time that she jumped into the chat room, he okay. had asked Thomas, like, oh, Who who's is that? that? Yeah. And he's like, Thomas just kind of brushed it off and was like, oh, it's just a girl that I talked to in that chat room. Not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Jesse messages Brian because she had his screen name from 
the chat and I I don't know they had discussed like they had talked before I guess so his I believe was beefcake I can't I'm sorry I didn't write it down but I believe it was beefcake um yeah so Jesse messages Brian to confirm if what Cindy told her is true Brian confirms everything so let's talk Brian Brian Barrett was 22 maybe Beret Beret, yeah. B-A-R-R-E-T-T? No. Barrett? I think it's Barrett. We'd have to look it up. Barrett. It's Barrett. It has to be. Okay, so Brian (laughs) (laughs) was 22. He was a part-time co-worker to Thomas, who also worked at the factory. Brian was also a college student, so this matchup with Brian and Jesse was way more age-appropriate. Right. And Jesse and him actually hit it off after they start chatting about Thomas. And they begin a cyber romance. Not again. Yes. Bitch. A love fucking triangle. Oh, my God. So Thomas gets wind of Jess- that Jesse invited. Okay. So Thomas and, or sorry, Jesse and Brian start dating. Dating. Right. Quotes, like me when I was 18. <laughs> and um, Jesse and Thomas, they kind of like stop talking. Now, Thomas finds out that Jesse had invited Brian to come visit her. Now, this is a really icky part. Brian is not a bad person, but this part is pretty icky. So, Brian and Thomas refer to Jesse as the virgin. Oh, God. So, when Brian says he's going to go visit the virgin to coworkers at work, Thomas gets wind and he is now very angry because he was dead set on taking Jesse's virginity. Right. So Jesse, of course, right before Brian is supposed to come to town, texts him, do not bother coming because all you see is an object for sex. So fuck off. She didn't say it's fuck off. That's always me. <laughs> but she was basically like, go fuck. yeah, she's like, go fuck yourself. You only see me for sex. Right. So the virgin stays a virgin. Thank God. So. Unknown to Brian, Jesse was actually still messaging Thomas. So this is going to get a little like, it's kind of wishy-washy, but this is very high school and like she just like plays both both guys. Right. So here's a combo during that time that Tall Hot Blonde and Marine Sniper exchange. Tall Hot Blonde, I ached to be with you, Tommy. Tall hot blonde. I don't know why I wrote it twice. Tall hot blonde. I ache to be with you, Tommy. Do you miss it, Tom? Him. More than you will ever know. My heart aches to hear you call me Tommy. (laughs) I wish I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. Her. I know, Tom. (laughs) So serious. So in-depth. So the most shocking thing happened. She ends up completely dumping Brian. But they actually... Wait. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Because it's so confusing. They, like, go back and forth so much that it just got a little, like... It's convoluted. convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, after that whole thing happened with her saying not to come, within a few days, she ends up... So, she ends up messaging Thomas during that time as well. So, she ends up dumping Brian and now completely putting in time with Thomas. And Brian's just kind of, like... Okay, whatever. Like, the drama, he's not here for it. He's very busy. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, for Thomas, this is the fucking ultimate prize. He told her, she now knows the truth about his age, and she wants to be with him. Right. He was honest 
air quote unquote yes in his eyes or in her yeah in his eyes he was honest because he told her whatever Mm -hmm. but he's still a dumpster fire of a human and also like (laughs) his situation like what the fuck yeah like (laughs) so thomas knew he needed to end things because he was finally getting his marriage back on track after the whole mess but and Cindy had thought that he had stopped talking to anyone from this website. And at one point, Cindy actually, like, finds him on the computer. And she's like, come talk to me. And he just told her, I'll get off when I'm done. Oh. And he, like, completely found himself immersed in this fake Tommy world right. all over again. Oh, but this time he was Thomas. Right. So Thomas said once she found out his real age... Nothing sexual was discussed, but of course, that was a lie. Right. They would sext before sexting, whatever, cyber, whatever it was. And they would talk about how much they wanted to have sex, be naked, and just do it. (laughs) Every time, or over time, Jesse seemed to get bored of Thomas and she ended things. Like Mm -hmm. she, it was just pure, I think she liked to create drama too. Right. Like it was like, I think she was just as manipulative as Thomas was. Like, she would do things that she knew would make him, like, grovel or whatever. Exactly. So she would end things and then get back together with him and then end things and whatever. So he was crushed because he had thought that he had won her. Like, it was over. Right. But she ends up going back to Brian. So she ends up playing both of them. So this is when she starts, like, dumping Brian one day, getting a Thomas. Dumping Thomas, getting with Brian. Every day was different. Jesus. So she's talking to the both of them, but neither know the other is in the picture. So she's getting Brian to go into the chat rooms and have Thomas reported as inappropriate. (laughs) And spreading shit to all the people that she knew he talked to. She would go and tell them the story about how he pretended to be 18, that he said his name was Tommy, and tell them all the stuff. Then Brian would go to work. And tell the co-workers about all the shit. Oh, my God. And Thomas just hit, like, a complete wall where he was like, I yeah. have never been this angry. I want to kill everyone in this situation. So he starts to become more aware of the Jesse and Brian situation. One, because Brian's talking shit about him. Like, why? And he goes on Jesse's MySpace and... It took him a very long time to go on her MySpace, I feel. <laughs> I feel like he was like a dinosaur and didn't know how it was how it worked. <laughs> but he goes on there and finds that Brian and her had been, like, messaging or whatever it was then. Because you could write on their yeah. page. Right yeah, on their- exactly. Yeah. So he finds out that they had still been dating. Oh, my God. And this is when he starts messaging Jesse, like, horrible things and then tells her, Brian will pay for this with his blood. Yeah. So Jesse decides that uh, that's a little much. Yeah. So she like completely is like, okay, I'm done. So she tells Brian like, hey, like you're being threatened by Thomas and I think you need to tell someone. Yeah. So he contemplates um, telling his bosses at work, but he's just like, oh, it's just stupid Thomas. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone. Whatever. He's just a weird guy. And um, Jesse ends up having her mom end the relationship with Thomas because she was so scared of him. Whoa. Yeah. So Jesse disappears after this for days. And Thomas thinks like, oh, this is just a blip. So I'm going to find her in another chat room. But he can't find her anywhere. So this leads Thomas to just lose complete grasp on reality. And he makes a horrible decision. Uh Oh, Oh, no. 
On September 15, 2006, while Brian was sitting in his car after a shift at the factory, due to having a flat tire, he's just sitting in his car, mm-hmm. he is shot three times execution style by a military rifle. And the most heartbreaking part of this is that it was a Friday night... And because he had made no plans over the weekend and the factory was closed, he wasn't discovered till Monday morning. Oh, my God. I know. It's so sad. So it turns out his rear tire had been slashed. Oh. So he was just a sitting duck. Right. He couldn't go anywhere. There were no witnesses. But when they started to question his coworkers, they found that he had been in a love triangle with Thomas and Thomas had been threatening Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. So they zero in on Thomas. But since it had been days, they are unable to find Thomas. So their first concern now is he's on his way to go kill Jesse. Right. So they dispatched local police to her home and Mary Shiler Sheeler answers the door. She says Jesse is her daughter and she is at school. As police start to update her on the situation, she starts to cry. So they start to question Mary and she reveals she is the one who is using the tall hot blonde screen name. And she is actually in her 40s. And the photos that she used were her actual daughter's photos. Are you kidding me? Her daughter had absolutely no idea. What the fuck is wrong with her? Dude, yeah. That's like the most flooring part. Because we knew catfish, right? Yeah. But it's like... But your own daughter, your own child, you're putting her shit out on the internet? Just wait. So once they find this all out, they finally find Thomas and he tries to say he was at home with his family that night. And Cindy's like, excuse me? No, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas is immediately arrested because Cindy ain't going to cover for no fucking killer. No. (laughs) Bitch knows, has a backbone. (laughs) (laughs) So they find his DNA on a peach pit that was found near the crime scene. What? But they're unable to find the weapon. But when they're looking on his computer, they find a photo that he had taken of Cindy in front of his gun collection. And would you look at that? A military rifle in the background. Thomas pleaded guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to 20 years. Prosecutors in Buffalo, meanwhile, looking for a way to charge Mary Sheeler for something or literally anything in the case, concluded she may have tampered, trampled, all over the moral and ethical line, but never crossed a legal line. Right. So Mary Sheeler didn't come away unscathed, though. Her husband divorced her (laughs) over her deception, and her daughter Jessie cut all ties, moving in with relatives in Virginia, where she was attending college. Her Her daughter hadn't been told of the situation at first and found out by friends telling her and when you googled her mom's name her own photos would pop up online that's fucked up Mm -hmm. and when she asked her dad her dad had to break the news to her and he she kept asking like did you know did you know and he was like of course i didn't know Mm -hmm. like he was just like so heartbroken and um oh when they were looking into mary and the messages between her and brian and her and thomas they found she was sending messages to many other men And she had taken compromising photos up her daughter's skirt and was using those to send to the men as well. Like, legit, the most disgusting fucking human. I'm fucking floored. Like, my mouth is on the ground. Yeah, like, Ah. she was taking photos of her daughter to use. That's, like, if men were asking for certain things, she would, like, ask her daughter to, like, find ways to take these photos. No. Yeah. So. No. 
she decides. So later in 2009, she said she only continued to talk to Thomas after she found out his age and about his family so that he wouldn't talk to other young women. And she was going to write a book on the dangers of the internet, (laughs) a.k.a. a biography on herself, because she's a fucking danger on the internet. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) And she refused to do any on-camera interviews after this whole thing happened because she's not as good looking as her daughter. (laughs) And two, she was afraid that Thomas would know what she actually looked like. (sighs) So I don't know if anyone's out there, but go give Thomas a fucking photo of seriously mary right now so he fucking knows what she looks like oh my god thomas continues to say that he was innocent and that he was made to accept the plea deal his lawyer says that he did that so that his daughters wouldn't have to go through a trial and then he came back and said mary should be in here with me basically like no what do you mean then that means that you fucking did it yeah exactly (laughs) what do you mean exactly so he's obviously guilty and he just needs to serve his fucking 20 years but that (sighs) is the horrible sad story of brian oh my god just happened to be in the wrong chat room at the wrong time that's so crazy fucking strangers yeah and that woman is just like such a fucking nut oh my god it just blew my mind like i think i knew when i initially heard the story that that like, there was she, gonna be something yeah 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 but weird that level of like she didn't even steal Depravity. the photos it was like her own family yeah and they were saying like her husband was like a really sweet guy and like i know that's not okay no oh my god Dare it's like I you want to protect your kids you don't want to exploit them oh yeah she said something about like being like wanting to be the best mommy <laughs> like go fuck yourself too little too late bitch yeah no you're you're no. disgusting yeah okay. oh my god okay Guys, so this is gonna be a doozer so somebody wrote in and jackie yes thank you it was about the story of the licked hand and it's one of those do you think it's a myth like urban legend or do you think this really happened mm. so we found the story it grossed me out <laughs> So creepy. So I only remember like certain parts. Okay, so here's here's the the plot of what, what's going on. So this is the licked hand. A young girl is home alone for the first time with only her dog for company. Listening to the news, she hears that there's a serial killer on the loose. So terrified, like we all would be, mm-hmm. she locks all the doors and the windows. But either the basement window, the fucking basements, dude. God, with those fucking two eyes. <laughs> Always the basement. Always in the TYs. If you're out there and you have a basement. <laughs> if you find put, a TY Beanie Baby that you did not buy. Yeah. Put some, and also run. like cement that shit up. Seriously. Nobody needs it. Nobody needs that. No. Just buy yourself a storage locker. Get a garage. <laughs> Get rid of that basement. Yeah. Get an oh attic. my God. So either the basement window or some other window in the house will not lock. Yeah. Doesn't really think about it. Just goes to bed. No. But she takes her dog in her room with her, letting it sleep under her bed. She wakes up in the night to hear a dripping sound coming from the bathroom, like leaky faucet or something. The dripping noise frightens her, but she's too scared to get out of bed to find out what it is. So to reassure herself, she reaches her hand towards the floor for the dog and is rewarded by a reassuring lick on the hand. Which literally, like... I never put my body off the edge. (laughs) That's my biggest fear. I saw some stupid meme that was like, what happens if you dangle your feet like off the edge of the bed? It's like, well, they're going to be grabbed come and like grab your feet or like eat your feet off or something. And then so so in the meme, like the cartoon character went to bed and like had no pants on. It was like hanging out with their ass off the bed. (laughs) 
<laughs> just waiting. Just uh, waiting. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the scroll oh, with the dog. <laughs> right? Oh, I need to find it. I have to show you. It's really okay. <laughs> All right. Oh so she the next morning when she wakes up, she goes to the bathroom for a drink of water. Who goes to the bathroom for a drink of water? Honestly, girl, go to your kitchen. She must have really clean water. (laughs) No, what? So she wakes up, goes to the bathroom for a drink, only to find her dead, mutilated dog (gasps) hanging in the shower with his blood dripping onto the tiles. What? And on the shower wall, written in the dog's blood, are the words, humans can lick too. (gasps) But it was just Eek. being calmed by your dog licking your hand Eww. and then being reassured and then humans can lick too. Oh, <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> that is so creepy on a whole other level. Oh, my God. I think it's an urban legend. Well, but or like an yeah yeah it has to be. it has I to mean be. it's been around since we were kids yeah there's so many variations I know because you wrote about the woman with the ribbon around her oh, neck and that yeah. will forever haunt me yeah <laughs> like truly I remember being at my friend Heather's house and we were sitting in her jacuzzi <laughs> but we were like in Girl Scouts we had to have been like nine or ten right and I remember we were talking about that story in the ribbon and I remember just getting <sighs> such chills yes. Oh, God. Humans can lick, too. Oh, God. So dis- That's so disturbing. Uh. <laughs> well, on that note, let us know if you think that that's true or not. Oh, gross. Or just let us know on, like, the level of grossness. Like, how gross is or that? Or other urban legends that you know. Oh, please write us in. Yeah. It's my favorite. I know. I really enjoy it. I know. It was good. That was gross, that was but crazy. it was good. Okay, well, thank you, Jackie. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> People with dogs now are going to be like, don't fucking touch me when I'm sleeping. You stay on my bed. <laughs> yeah, you stay where I can see you. Yeah, I want to see where you lick. <laughs> oh, my God. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Good okay. stuff. What a fun episode. Oh, that was a good one. This is a very good episode, guys. We are on it. We just took a little mini vacay for ourselves, not for you. <laughs> and it really... Uh, Revitalized us. I feel like it really did. Yeah. Brought a lot to the table. Made us pumped up. I love it. Yes. (laughs) So... Yeah. Is there anything we need to cover? No. Go follow us on No Thank You Next Podcast. On Instagram, we have our Facebook group that you can go find. That's right. No Thank You Next Podcast. (laughs) Still unsure. Every time we've mentioned it. (laughs) Just go. You'll look, find us. Search it. <laughs> um, and email 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 us at no thank you next podcast at gmail.com if you have any insights, horror stories, fun stories. Yeah. You can also slide into our DMs on Instagram. Only Rachel's. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's anything cr- critical, Rachel loves it. I do. I do. <laughs> slide in. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> I feel like we're fading quickly. We are. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, we will see you guys next week for another horrible story. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Cheese. Episode. <laughs> Welcome to Episode. I'm just gonna have an accent the whole time. Hey, I'm going to be doing it like this. You sound like a vampire. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more of like a homie. <laughs> a homie. Okay. <laughs> I was bringing it out. Yeah, your East LA vibe. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm from Canada. Eh? Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Ugh, it's Fucking clogs. <laughs> Not like the Dutch, but... Or the... <sighs> sorry to our Swedish listeners. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rachel. Hates Love you. your style. <laughs> your style is gorgeous. It's amazing. You Sorry, just keeps... no, it's okay. You just really like never know. Sorry, what? You never knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never knows. You never knows. Hey, 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 hey. He, um... <laughs> it's a heat stroke, guys. It's a heat stroke. Yep, and I had to burp. Um... <laughs> All right, well, sign me up for the next season. Ah. <laughs> oh my god! Like he is, ugh. freaking dreamboat. I tried watching the show, but she just masturbate the whole time. Yeah, just, <laughs> I couldn't stop jerking, so I had to stop. <laughs> oh, with Jesse, comma, and he was losing his mind. But why? <laughs> I don't know. You wrote it. What? <laughs> what a. God. Here, talk in the microphone. Say no, thank you. No. Say no, thank, thank you. <laughs> Say thank. No. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> Jason, I'm sorry for your equipment. 